Science Conversations with Cheese and the Tugboat. Here's your hosts, Cheese and the Tugboat. Yeah, applause for us. Feel free to applause. Hold for applause. Cheese, how have you been? I'm pretty decent, <laughs> busy. Man, that is our worst scripted opening yet. I, I feel like I, I messed up a few of the words. I forgot at least three of them, but you're a busy man. How's uh, how's life treating you? Just busy, fun, good times? Yeah, and like busy just in the sense that like it's just really hard to like plan stuff. Like I do have free time here and there, but just since so much of it revolves around like baby schedule that it's just kind of like it's really hard to schedule stuff in. I'm going to go on a wild sidebar right now that uh, we didn't talk about, but you brought up scheduling and babies. Yesterday I went to a surprise PhD defense thesis party, um, and the guy that got it has a wife and a large dog that has a lot of big needs for the dog too, and somehow she tricked him into going to a brewery nearby like, in a different city, and he, like, went along with it. Mind you, she roped his parents into it, and it was a whole thing, but I found that. I, I think of your situation with Baby E being the superstar of your movie over there, and how would, if I was trying to trick you into something, it would be so hard. Like, I mean, we did trick you for your diaper party, but we yeah. basically just abducted you. Yeah. But yeah, to get you to go somewhere, ooh, that'd be tough. Yeah, I didn't feel tricked. I didn't feel, like, deceived. I was just kind of, like, more in, like, shock and surprise. Like, whoa, those I, those faces are familiar, but they don't belong here. Yeah, like, I feel like a trick would have been, like, you guys were there, and then you just left. Ah, joke's on you, it wasn't actually a bachelor party, we just came here to get you excited and then leave! We did discuss doing that. <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you it was Derek's idea. Um, no, I think it was more the bouge. Ah. He said, wouldn't it be funny if we just, like, peeled out of here, like, gave him the finger and just drove away really hard? Just really <laughs> confuse him? Ah, uh, classic bouge. <laughs> I know you would never really do that. No, the other idea was to, like, somebody find out where your actual office was and wait outside and follow you, and then we would pull up alongside and they would just push you in the truck. And like oh, yeah. literally abduct you, but that goes back to the chef and I's old game of put duct tape around someone's mouth and around their hands and then drive around with them in the front seat and at red lights they bang on the window and like plead for help. But I guess someone else thought that was a good idea in Florida or somewhere. And got arrested. He got arrested for mischief. Yeah. Oh man. As one does. Yeah. I feel like the best thing that you could have done was actually go to the office and then be like, you know, like there's a crisis and it's like, you know, I need to see uh, Cheese right away because that's my name where I work. And it's true. And then I would just be like, oh man, yeah, sure, I got time. I've got this time at like one o'clock. And then like you guys like, you just be like the booze or something. That would be awesome. Hmm, interesting. I'll file that one away for future abductions. <laughs> And then we throw you out the window into the truck? Or I don't understand how we abduct you violently in that scenario. I'm up on the sixth floor of a building. That would not be an easy toss. <laughs> so two, like two mattresses in the back. 
That would be like a Red Bull <laughs> thing. Do you often wear a parachute while at work? Well, I was going to say, you probably chloroform me, put me in a squirrel suit when I come to, just toss me out the window. Put hockey sticks in your clothes so that your arms and legs are outstretched. <laughs> yeah, like I'm passed out on the way down, but then like I slowly come to as I'm free falling and then have to navigate the into the truck. You wouldn't need coffee that day, I tell you. No. <laughs> oh, man. I, sh- I shit in my squirrel suit. <laughs> Oh, you did? That was a rental! <laughs> uh, oh, I wanted to sidebar off your sidebar. Okay. I'm picturing, like, imagine you were in a bar, and then, like, there's, like, the main bar that you would go up to, and then there's just, like, a little sidebar. There is. I've seen that place. Or B, you're in a motorcycle, and instead of a sidecar, it's, like, a sidebar. So there's, like, you know, like, one of those old-timey bartenders and you're sitting in that little bucket thing, and he's just making cocktails and stuff. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's people that make the sidecar into a sidebar by drinking and driving, but I don't think they involve an old-timey bartender, so that would be a unique element to it. I, I think that would be awesome. But I have seen, you know where Rec used to be the uh, bouncer at that little, like, side establishment to the main club? Yes. Yes. I've seen places like that, but it's like, a separate wing off the building like it's a standalone building and it's just like the sidebar and oh. it's it's a bar on the side of like a real like a, a club or whatever okay so it's not like like the pablos to the doogies it's like a separate building yeah okay which oh, would be amazing like i would actually go to that place provided it was unmarked and that the way to get into the sidebar would be like one of those bookcases where you tilt a book or I guess in this case maybe it's like a shelf of martinis and then you just like tip the glass and then it enters the bar yeah that would work I thought about doing that with my new bookcase but then I realized my house is too small and it would only lead to one of two other rooms (laughs) I think that would still be cool though maybe I should just do it and have like a safe behind there or at least like some coat hooks with some nice shirts Oh, that'd be nice. Just needless secretive hiding of my good dress shirts. Both, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go with the blue or the light blue. Oh, I think I have a like a burgundy, like a wine color, chartreuse maybe. I don't think those are things. I don't know what chart. I don't know what color chartreuse is. Some kind of red, probably. Near what burgundy would be. On burgundy. Speaking yeah. of uh, glass cases of emotion, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's side handle our way back to the main theme for today's episode. Um, so, cheese that we talked about this before. I, I talked about it for two minutes before we started, but I am as the tugboat very concerned that I don't get excited enough for stuff anymore. I'm I'm just worried that. I'm not really, like, feeling it. And then when I'm doing stuff, like a dude's weekend or trips away, I worry that I'm focused too much on, like, trying to have fun kind of thing, and I don't have as much fun as I should. Uh, Maybe I worry too much. Yeah, that'll dampen the fun. 
Yeah, so I'm just I'm concerned that I don't get as hyped as I should be getting for stuff, and I, I have some theories as to why, but um, any initial thoughts from you? Um, no, it's actually, like, I would like to hear the theory. Um, the clinical term for what you're describing, potentially, would be what you would call adhedonia, which is a fun word, which is just sort of like an absence of pleasure or not being able to find pleasure in things that you once found pleasure in. So and, uh, yeah. So I gotta subtract some hedonia to get back to normal fun then. Yeah, you need to learn how to hedon again. I gotta get my hedon on. Yeah, exactly. So, like, um, let's see what your theory is. When, when did this start happening? So there was a number of years where I lived, we would call it, some people would consider it to be a very boring life from a social standpoint where I focused more on my professional exploits mm -hmm. and a lot of my, we'll call it, exciting parts were work-related. So things like going to Vegas for a week-long conference or going to Tucson, going to St. Louis, slightly less exciting, but uh, traveling across Canada going to meetings in places like Montreal and getting MC hammered at night and working really hard during the day. Um, it, Work hard, play hard. Big time. It, it was recognized and my brain kind of compartmentalized it as, okay, this is like work. This is like, you got to be concerned about, you know, not getting so drunk that you fall apart and or fall down kind of thing. Um, there's just a lot of and I, and I have a good, strong, consistent uh, inner monologue all the time. Mm. So I just worry that my brain has kind of rewired itself so that when I go on trips, like Tugboat's terrific, tumultuous trip to Texas, you know, does my brain consider that to be like those work events and it doesn't get as fired up? It's like, this is something we need to do. Let's just do it, get through it continue on then we'll get we'll get you back into your the harbor and you can sit down and do nothing like okay. is, is that is that possible that the brain would consider it to be a non-fun event even though it is fun yeah yeah like if like all your fun things were tied to work then when it's like fun without work or not like a productive event or something then you just kind of like it's piggybacked on there. Um, that's a potential for sure. And then, yeah, and then when we now I'm starting to, you know, we had huge headwinds and you're, you're missing the air quotes because I don't have a camera yet, but headwinds <laughs> and uh, budget cuts. And so travel has been severely reduced. And when I do travel, it's for the most part by myself for work. Um, which is, is fun, um, unless you start really dwelling on it and being like, oh man, this is kind of like a bummer. But I usually, I usually just have fun with that aspect of it, like the awkward, I can go in, just a quick little side train, right, and then back to the main track here. There's a, a place in Quebec, it's like, it was a fancy hotel in the 80s, I'm guessing, but they decided, like, we're really good at this, let's just keep everything the same 
<laughs> so I stay there usually one night a year, and I, I've done it for three years now, and I always go to the lobby restaurant for dinner. <laughs> There's a strip club across the street and a Tim Hortons and, you know, all the amenities of a single man traveling. But I eat in the lobby restaurant, and I order a four-course meal, and I eat it by myself, and it is easily the most depressing meal I eat of the year. That yeah. being said, I it's find like, it hilarious. Since it's like an 80s hotel, they're probably playing like, do you really want to hurt me? No, but there is there is a good amount of Brian Adams, and then there's also <laughs> a little mix of uh, French artists, like none that you would know of, like you know, you're not your rock voisins or Celine. You know what I was thinking. <laughs> it's it's like it could be local artists. I don't know, but it, it is like it's like slow jams, and so I sit there and eat my meal by myself, inwardly cackling at how hilarious and awkward it is and all the other people there like it's like they're not in on the joke yeah. I don't know it's I, I enjoy that part of it. but anyways so recently it's more travel by myself but I have been able to schedule stuff with you guys we'll call it with the boys um, yeah. where, where we do like we only did one weekend last year but we've done cottage weekends um the harbor hosts an event usually in December, two years running. I uh, go on vacation, go fishing and stuff, and then the chef and I went on our double Texas trip. So it's like yeah. I have to relearn how to have fun in my social life. Yeah, it sounds like it's work for you. You're like, oh, as soon as we get this done, oh, thank God, so I can go back and like relax or like go back to my thing. Well, and the other part is because I'm such a control freak or OCD, I don't, it's not OCD, but I have like, the, you know, it has to be just so, and everyone has to have fun. So like Rex bachelor party, it was like, okay, we need to get cheese at this time. we got to be on the road, you know, kind of like the, the worrying mother hen type of thing, which I don't love. I like to go with the flow where I can, Yeah. but it, there's always like in the back of my mind, like. We should probably make sure that we leave on Sunday by this time so then we can get home in time to, you know, make squash or something. <laughs> but, uh, so I've got, I've got that going on and then I couple that with, um, it feeling more like work, not feeling like work, but my brain associates it with, with work, like a job that has to be done. Yeah. So, I don't know, is, are those... Where does that rank on possibility, or am I just shooting out of my butthole? No, like, I mean, like, those, like I said earlier, like, those are complete, like, possibilities that is there. Um, I'm just, like, wondering, because, like, like the, the elements that you would have to have to have fun would be, A, yeah, like, kind of, like, an absence of, of worry, for the most part. Um, stuff with fun is, like, it doesn't necessarily have to have like a like a purpose to it. Um, you have to kind of let go of expectations and like task oriented stuff. Maybe not so much. Um, and it just yeah, it just can't be taken that seriously. And it sounds like you're taking these things like everything has to be pretty structured. And if stuff doesn't go just in a particular way, then it would be like massive consequences 
and then also like this takes like a bunch of effort but not like fun effort do you think potentially that accounts for my affinity for day drinking on such events and I'm thinking specifically uh, DW18 where you know we came back from brunch and my first goal was to crack a beer not to be like a cool guy but just to just to go for it and then you know we all know what happened at the escape room how everyone was kind of having a grand old time so it was, <laughs> yeah everyone <laughs> uh, inside joke but uh yeah so does that does that tie in so that's is that why i like to uh like immediately get right into it well we're gonna go from like a nice little like meditation thing or whatever um or even like purpose of drinking is usually like drinking makes certain feelings easier to deal with in the immediacy of it and it's kind of like an avoidance based thing so it's kind of like what feeling would you be trying to avoid by drinking that would be a thing and then you mentioned earlier about like the uh oh like not wanting to do something and then fighting hard to be like or like you don't feel excited and then you're like fighting hard to be like yeah this is gonna be fun like yeah let's get jacked up and then like by forcing that that's actually like the opposite of fun because now it's become like forceful which isn't fun so what you can do in like meditation techniques is like noticing where that resistance is so like you're noticing that it's like you're not excited and then you're just kind of like once you like acknowledge that then usually things like ease off a little bit and then you can kind of be curious as to like why that might be the case yeah i think for me it's uh i don't force it I, i'm probably too easy going to like be like you're gonna have fun damn it and you're gonna like it um i have become more mindful but i'll talk about that in a second i think and in terms of avoidance, it's not a feeling per se as just trying to abdicate any responsibility. So if I'm three beers in, I can't drive. Uh, I, you know, I, I, it's like an excuse to let go of that mother henning and just get like, you know, three beers, four beers in. I can just be like, yep, I'm going to the floor now. I don't care. We're going to have a few Chardonnays. What's it to you? You know what I mean? Um, what was the other thing I said that I would get to in a minute? Um, so, uh, my, my brain side tangent as well. Oh, so, like, short-term memory loss all around. Oh, that makes me think of a Chumbawamba song. But, like, the, <laughs> the one thing that you were saying is, like, oh, you're going to have fun, damn it, or hmm. whatever. Uh, when Two Glasses and I went to Disney, we got, like, through the gates, and there was, like, a parent yelling at their, like, seven- or eight-year-old being like, this is the funnest place on earth. I paid I hey I paid good money for you to have fun and you're gonna do it, damn it. Just crying like ah, I don't want to see Goofy. This is the funnest place on earth. You're gonna meet Goofy and you're gonna like it. I remembered what I was gonna side tangent to. Yeah. Um, about being mindful. So uh, yeah. like we've advertised without any compensation for headspace on this podcast <laughs> before. Um I, I am more mindful, not necessarily on, like, you know, thinking and you just mark it and all that kind of stuff, but I did notice, so for two or three events in a row, I call them events, it's really just getting drunk with the boys on a weekend, 
Um, I noticed that on the second day, I always seemed to have less fun, and I always seemed to get annoyed by certain people. Um, not namely the bouge, but <laughs> I can remember specifically at, uh, I guess he's the meat man now, is that what we're going with, instead of the beer guy? He's oh. changed professions back to his meat roots. But, yeah. uh, meat roots, that's weird. That's a weird visualization. A meat root? Yeah. Like meat growing out of the ground? Yeah, or growing into the ground. Like weird. roots made of meat. But anyway, nice or marbled. in the ground and then just like a bunch of like tubers come out and... Well, tubers are a whole different thing. Come on, man. You're talking to a guy who took botany. Um, but I always, I always felt like angry and annoyed, like going into the, the Saturday night of a weekend. And it's because I got bombed on Friday, did not get enough sleep. And then just, I'm tired and cranky. And when it, when we're in the summer, it's usually like hot, tired and cranky. Mm -hmm. So I know at Rex event, I was like, you know, I'm not sure if it's the same kind of mindfulness, definitely not what you're talking about, but I was like, oh, better make sure that I don't get too tired and cranky, or else I'll get angry and annoyed and have less fun. Uh, so I took a little, uh, little siesta after, well, we'll call it lunch, but I think I just ate like a, a sausage out of my hand that I just grabbed <laughs> off the grill. Just it one. was literally his, his finger. People, people were eating cheesecake by the handful. <laughs> like, they were on so many drugs that they just reached into a cheesecake and grabbed a hand, like a mittful, and then just ate it. Like a handful of nuts. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a time to be alive, am I right? Yeah. I don't know, taking a CS is a good idea, a little self-care. Because like, it sounds like there's a little bit of self-care stuff there. Um getting older you can't just like drink and go hard and be like functional the next day i can for the first night it's usually day two that really takes you down or like yeah the general pattern about that in the dude's weekend it's like everybody gets so excited when they get there that they just go like way too hard and then like the next day is a bit of a write-off and then like the sunday everybody's just like go home completely out of it yeah there's usually a little peak like, in yeah. the afternoon, there'll be a few guys that rally, and then in the evening, there might be a couple guys. Or they uh, they have some CDB, and right after they eat, just pff, unconscious. Yeah, exactly. I found that to be amazing. So if we were to go back to, like, the lack of fun. So, like, letting go. So, like, you're saying that you, like, have some drinks to, like, ditch your responsibilities. <clears throat> so... A, other ways of doing that. B, who's the mother hen that you know of? Like, where does this stuff come from? And, like, yeah. Oh, that's that's an easy one. Mother hen is because I'm, like, the, the drunk uncle to all you guys being that I'm older. Ah. And, quote, unquote, more responsible and, and wizened uh, with wisdom. Yeah. So I, I think there's a, a subconscious need or desire to like look out for you guys so that yeah. that just kind of pervades into our social events also yeah well in that case watch finding nemo and nope. Nope. pay attention to marlin the fish mm -mm. <laughs> just like yeah you think you could do these things but you can't nemo and then nemo's all like i can't dad just let me do my thing 
right behind Harry Potter is just a general Pixar hatred. Um, I yeah, think. They make it well, for me, yeah, they try to be get you to be all feels, but uh, what I my initial complaint and problem with the Pixar movies, and now we're getting into we're peeling the cap off here, is they were paying less for the actors because they're just voice actors and the budget of the movie was less because it was just a bunch of nerds animating it which is may or may not be true and they were still charging the same for me to watch it so in my mind I was getting ripped off and I have very strong feelings about that much like how I will never ever use the self-checkout at Walmart because built into the prices I pay for those products is the overhead of a cashier checking me out. So unless you drop the price, which they do occasionally, I will never use your self-checkout. Plus that whole anecdote about uh, Admiral Bonesaw and I getting confronted at Azair's and Guelph many moons ago. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. No, that's too many moons ago to worry about. Yeah, so now, like, not only do you not have fun, now you're just, like, this crusty old curmudgeon, so you're, like, you're, like, rapidly aging. You're, like, a 70-year-old man. I would say, like, 61. Um, no, I'm crankier than my old man. But I, the one part I lack, the thing I, I'm really missing for people to take me seriously in my curmudgeon role is I can't grow, like, a long, scraggly white beard, which I feel like <laughs> would be essential. Yeah, well, if you want to, like, have some fun, you just let go, and you just, uh, you just grow it. I did with my hair when I had that ponytail in 2016. Yeah, that was, like, really disgusting. Yeah, people, people really had a problem with that. There was a couple of girls at work that took me aside at a meeting and just, like, said, like, in an accusatory tone, just, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? What are you trying to prove? Judgment. Shame, shame, shame. I was just like, I, I don't know, man. I just kind of wanted to see, like, can I do it? I d there was no one telling me that I shouldn't do it, and I just wanted to see, you know, it could be my last kick at the can for long hair, so I thought, well, just give her a whirl, grow her out, see where she goes. <laughs> but, yeah, and they, uh, they said... Uh, they said, I'll tell you where it goes. It goes poorly. Shave that shit mm -hmm. off your head. Yeah. Um, but the real reason was my parents were coming to visit, and my mom told me, she's like, if I'm coming all the way down there, that thing better not be on your head when I get there. <laughs> I was like, yes, mommy. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. So basically, like, you need to not take responsibility for young people and make other plans to be like, hey, you're driving. Or, like, I'm not driving. Well, no, I don't mind doing that. I, it, it's the, the in trip driving like to and fro no problem i enjoy that it's the uh oh you have to stay sober so you can drive us to the bowling alley and also so you can drive us back like that kind of thing which i have cut out and a lot of the mother henning i've accidentally parted ways with um on the last trip i just kind of you know let bygones be bygones let's just do whatever we're gonna do yeah. So I, I I don't think I consciously the driving I consciously said no, um, but as for the rest of it, 
I think it's just kind of maybe because I don't see you guys anymore or because you all have kids and wives and houses I'm like yeah they got it figured out I'm not too worried about it um, and then I just focus on my own we'll call it survival um, mm -hmm. so whether it's eating vegetables here and there and not just consuming only beer and meat yeah yeah oh so maybe that's like part of it too where you have like okay here's your like responsibility at a party is to make sure that everybody's okay and then you let go of that and it's like oh, oh crap how do I have fun if I'm not watching over everybody no I think it, it's becoming more fun for me as I give that kind of stuff up and then just like when you go when you talk about self care making sure that you have that nap or making sure that you eat those vegetables or you get six hours of sleep like purposely sleep in so that you're in a position where you're not uh, you know cranky and hot and tired and sweaty and haven't pooped in three days, you know? Yeah. So I think, I, I think like, I wanted to talk about it, and uh, I was worried at one point. I was like, oh, no. This was, like, early last year, probably. I was thinking to myself, like, oh, no. Am I depressed? Oh, I don't want to do that. It sounds so terrible. <laughs> um, and I, I may have been. I don't know. I never talked to anybody about it in detail but uh, that some elements yeah no I definitely I definitely was showing signs or feeling signs like when you are supposed to go to someone's event or party or whatever they're doing and you just you just like you can't you're just like no I need to find a way out of this I just don't want to be around people like that um that's where you start to be like oh man why, why am I doing this like I, when I go to these things, I have fun, but it's so hard. For a while, it was so hard to force myself to go. But yeah. now, now I don't have that same anxiety. I don't even know if it's anxiety or just unwillingness to participate in things. Mm -hmm. So I may have been quietly depressed and not realized or not mm -hmm. really acknowledged it. Yeah, and you had that, like, one weird situation where you went to that, like, person's wedding and, like, nobody wanted you there kind of deal. Oh, the bride really wanted me there and her parents no, really wanted and, like, me. like, everybody else didn't and it was, like, sounded like the most awkward thing on the planet. Yeah, it was really just one family that uh, chose not to acknowledge me and hates me. Um, which, and it's a whole thing that we can't talk about, but... No, no, no. Because, um, like, those things can get, like, lumped in a bit because it's just like okay you go to this event and it's just like really awkward no and like that can kind of translate to like oh parties are things where people don't want me there like that can kind of oh no I was too. I was pretty cognizant that that was going to be a thing um and I I was able to rationalize and and go to it knowing that it was going to be terrible and just framing it in my mind as this is going to be super awkward and weird and I'm going to get, and I didn't think, you know, I, I wasn't consciously like, I'm going to get a great story out of this. But it was kind of like, this is kind of going to be so awkward, it's funny to me. Um, yeah. Because I often, if I get into an awkward situation, like an awkward date for say, to say, to say, for example, let's just use <laughs> real words. Um, I, can, I, I can, I can... I'm mindful enough or in the moment enough to realize, like, oh, my God, this is so awkward. This is hilarious. 
um, and then kind of enjoy it from that angle rather than just be like, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's but, a good way to look at it. Yeah, well, you gotta, I don't know, I, naturally I always look for the silver lining and things, so that's, that's just one of those things. Yeah. You gotta, so, like, basically you wanted to talk about it but you already kind of had it figured out or you're already doing some stuff to kind of like shift the shift the back into the fun gear yeah like I said off the top I think the the skies are starting to clear the clouds are rolling out um so it, uh, like now that I see a difference I'm like oh oh yeah I wasn't I wasn't having fun I, all this was bad so I thought I would just share my experience in case some of our you know, two hundred, not a big deal. Listeners are uh, are dealing with similar things. They're getting bogged down in their their life, and like I said, I'm old, curmudgeonly, and wise. Um, not beyond my years, definitely, but yeah, I've seen some shit. Well, I mean, like, like on a, like a similar note, like even with those like weekends and stuff, I noticed a similar thing in the sense that like I was getting past the like just kind of sitting around drinking and and maybe like watching certain like I don't know like movies or whatever and uh, you know like I was over that like I'd rather us get together and like do some sort of activity and then also just kind of like talk more about yeah just like share cool stories of what's going on in your life and stuff and then like the most recent one like that's more of what we had and even like I think at uh, Rex bachelor party, like when there was a breakup with like the golfing and like some of the frisbee, like that stuff is what I enjoy. But the like just sitting around drinking is just not, just doesn't do it. That's where I do my socializing. So I'd like to just sit around a fire in the afternoon with my cooler beside me and just drop beers down my throat and then talk to people and move around a little bit and talk to different people and just be like, what's up? What's, how, how have you been living for, like, the last uh, five years? And, how have you been living? <laughs> and just catch up with people. Um, but, yeah, I, I, and we talked about it before DW18. I talked with uh, the Q as well and just kind of said, like, what are you guys thinking? Like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. We'll try to have something where we, we go out and do something together, which we escaped from an escape room in record time. Record time. Despite all of us being impaired in some fashion or another. Um, and then, yeah, the, you gotta leave time to, like, socialize because we don't get to see each other in person but once or twice a year. So, well, for yeah. the most part. So, yeah, I think that, uh, but gone are the days of just sitting mindlessly on the deck of the consulate on the futon and just going through a case of beer not doing anything cool just talking about nothing laughing really hard mm -hmm. but what about a game like consequences where do you stand on that consequences you know where you write out he said she said the neighbors thought i love that stuff yeah i or cards against humanity is another one i just have a hard time we usually do it on the saturday night and i have a hard time because i'm laughing so hard my face hurts. Yeah. That I don't drink as much, so it's you just get tired faster. Cause that sounds like a win, that, I don't know. That sounds like a win-win thing. Yeah, it just but, uh, just hurts my face so bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you do some face exercises. 
My face and my belly, they hurt real bad from the laughing. From the laughing. Yeah. So, like, those things are, are way more fun. So, like, if listeners want to have fun, you got to learn to let go. Uh, let go my ego. No, notice, like, resistance where that's happening, where it's like, oh, why am I not having fun? And you just, like, kind of notice that's what's going on, and that usually, like, might go away or might come up with some things. Uh, new stuff. you got to do new stuff for the most part to have fun. Uh, trying something new, letting go of like expectations and stuff. That's good stuff. And uh, usually being around people, like you can have fun by yourself easily, but like. Huh, I can attest to that. Hi, Because it can kind of be silly, like getting like silly, that's the other one. That's like a good, fun time where it's just like doing weird stuff. There is a workshop I was watching on grief which sounds not fun or silly at all. No. They had one to, like, this exercise to get the energy up in between breaks, and it was basically, like, pretend you've got a pencil on the, like, like protruding out of your belly button, and then try and write your name in space. So you're basically, like, gyrating around trying to, like, write your name, and it looked and, and seemed, like, Super hilarious. That just sounds like a sexy dance that you should not be doing at a funeral. It wasn't a funeral. It was a workshop for grief. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, practicing for funerals? <laughs> <laughs> well, celebration of life, you know? Oh, man. I'm glad my name's only five letters. Yeah. Like, cursive or block writing? Well, clearly cursive. Everybody yeah. knows that. I don't know, man. They don't teach that in school anymore. I just think, like, probably the worst one would be if you had, like, a, um, like, dots. Like, if you have, like, an I or a lowercase thing, like, that's definitely going to just be, like, a huge pelvic thrust. Well, that's what I'm thinking. As kids nowadays, they'll be like, oh, I'll spell my name, and then they, like, point to where the letters would be on a keyboard. And well, it's just a series of thrusts. And then they're like, oh, man, my phone only has T9, so they have to, like, do three in a row in one spot. Yeah, that would get perverse real quick. Yeah, that's kind of a weird thing to bring up, Tugboat. Well, you said get weird and silly, so I'm just trying my best, jeez. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I got... You're doing it right. I got one, we'll call it one final question for you. So, because I'm turning the, turning the corner and the skies are clearing, all that kind of jazz, I've used that one three times, hat trick, um, would you yeah. say that my... Okay, would you say that my uh, cognizance or mindfulness or just realizing that I wasn't having fun and trying to deduce and logical out what was going on was a helpful maneuver that maybe moved me along quicker or where do you where do you fit into that? So being aware is a big deal because huh, if you're not the aware word. then you can't really do anything about it. Um, but it's interesting because, like, fun is very, like, anti-intellectual uh, kind of thing. Like, it's something where you almost, like, have to let go of, like, the analytical uh, cognitive side of things and just, like, get into your body and emotions and just kind of go follow your heart. Follow your dreams. Yeah. Be cool with mistakes, no judgment, all that jazz. Yeah, and I think it, it's important you mentioned doing new things. 
I think that's important just to find other things that you enjoy. So you'd be like, yeah, I really like uh, bowling. And then you go bowling like eight weeks in a row and then maybe, you know, the shine comes off the ball, so to speak. And yeah. uh, and you got to find something else to sustain yourself. And then you can go back to bowling. But you can't yeah. overdo it. Exactly. Um, there's got to be some kind of jerking off joke in there, but we'll let that one sit for, for the bouge. Um, right. that's where we're getting to time here and I think I covered the ground that I wanted to cover how you feeling cheese I'm good I mean uh, obviously therapy wise could go like way way deeper but we'll just well, this is good yeah no, I don't have the money to pay for that so <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it on the shelf I feel pretty yeah. hydrated I drank two full bottles of water while we were talking wow I need to get some. I got a glass here or whatever. Really? But if you are, like, interested in, like, more things would be, like, kind of doing a backtrack thing and being, like, when were the last times you do remember, like, having the fun and what made those things fun? And, like, is that stuff that's still something you'd be able to bring back or, or whatever? Um, and, and yeah, that's, yeah. Like another thing. Yes, like I do that. remember. And, no, you cannot bring them back. <laughs> Unless everyone wants to move back into a five-person house in Guelph at some point. It would be, be super awkward now that most of you have wives and children. It would be a real busy house. Yeah, that's true. Not sure two yeah. fridges would cut it anymore. So, like, basically being around people in a home with, like, limited responsibilities ends up making things more fun? I think the limited responsibility part was probably the key to it. Maybe I'm just having to be so responsible at work that that just bled into my social life and now that I've I'm self-aware of it self-awareed myself um I can like you know consciously let that go and just do whatever I want eat a whole yeah. pack of Oreos if I want yeah it's like the like when you like invite a bunch of people to your house to have a party but then all you're worried about the whole night is making sure that, like, either A, people are having a decent time, but, like, B, that your stuff doesn't get ruined. Yeah. So you don't have fun because you're so worried about all the things that could go wrong or whatever. Like, constantly like, following the GRP around, making sure he's not smashing every glass in your house. Yeah. So, like, you gotta, like, you gotta let go of that or you kick him out. Oh. Uh, I still can't get over his... Uh, I don't know, what would you call them, athletic pants or, like, splash pants with a leather jacket and a very tight-fitting toque? <laughs> Look like the weirdest tough guy ever. I love it. Like a Canadian Fonzie? And, but, like, pretty big boots and then splash pants and then, like, a leather coat. Just love it. Yeah. If he was smoking a cigarette, I would think he was some kind of weird hitman. Canadian Fonzie. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> All right, cheese. I think we're good. All right. Well, that was a pretty solid conversation. I think so. It was all off the cuff, totally improved. Nice. <laughs> all right. Well, that's been a conversation with Cheese and the Tugboat. We'll see you next time, Cheese. See you, Tugboat. Bye. Bye.